So what I want to start with, I want to share a prophetic word that was spoken over our nation, into our nation, that I'm, I have shared before, and if you were at prayer gathering, I shared it um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Graham Cook brought this in 2014. This is what he prophesied into our nation, and I'm just abbreviating it a little bit. He said, um, and the Lord would say, which is often how a prophetic word starts, this is like the time of Esther, days of beautification and purification. There is a time set aside for this nation, New Zealand, which is now. The Lord is beautifying the church in this country. Days, this is days when the Lord is doing a quickening work in our midst. And I see a storm coming into this nation that will sweep away a religious spirit, or that, that which does not own his name, that which does not pursue his spirit. But this storm will also cause us to be swept along in a whole new time of power and anointing unprecedented in this country's history. That actually was just prophesied at the conference that we've been at in Auckland on the Friday night, I think it was. Anointing, un, new time of power and anointing unprecedented in this country's history. The church will emerge in all of its glory, in all of its power. And the army of the Lord will be seen in the land. And the body of Christ will be seen in the land. And it is like a city set on a hill shall, which shall be seen. And a light will rise in the darkness so bright that it will blind the work of the enemy. And the bride will emerge in all of her beauty and all of her glory. And all the facets of church will be seen in this nation. I see uh, like a diamond ring, the facets of the diamond. All of the facets of church will be seen in this nation. And the kings will come to you. Men and women of power and influence and, and substance will come and sup at your table. And miracles shall walk the earth and signs and wonders in the heavens. Isn't that wonderful? Will you say yes and amen with me? <laughs> yes and amen. So highlights from that word, for me, the beautifying, beautifying of the church, purifying of the church, pursuing God was key in here, pursuing God, um, that we would be a city shining so bright that it will blind the work of the enemy. I love that. You know, we've had that spoken over us as a church from, from Matthew 5 that will be like that city shining, but here, prophesied into this nation so bright, shining so bright that it will blind the work of the enemy. People of power, influence, gleaning from us. Isn't that cool? People of power and influence are going to come and glean from us, the church. Of course they should. We're filled with his wisdom, aren't we? <laughs> Miracles, signs, and wonders will be seen. That's some things that stand out to me. Um, it, as I said, Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Like a city on a hilltop. Matthew, it says this, you are the salt of the earth. I think, I think Linda's going to try and follow along. I'm going to pull out a quite a bit of scripture this morning. So if you want to follow me with your Bibles, please do so. 
Linda's going to try and follow me on screen here. She's amazing. And if you want to write them down and look them up later, then please do that. Yell out if I'm going too fast for you. So Matthew 5, 13 to 16 says, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world. That is you, the church. Me, the church, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father, and it will blind the work of the enemy. Isn't that great? We are called to stand out. And so I want to speak around being set apart. We are called to to stand out. We are called to be set apart. The church is called to be set apart. Um, Another word you could say for set apart is being holy. Holy. Set apart. And so prophetically, this morning, I've been sitting on this for a number of months now, Um, I feel that the church, that God is calling us the church, God is calling us the church to, I know that I've talked about stepping it up before, but he is calling us in a greater way to be set apart, to be set apart for him and his purposes. He is calling us to be holy. He is calling us to stand out, set apart. Kids, set apart. (laughs) Set someone apart. This is what I, I looked, looked up um, in the dictionary. It says to make someone different, to make someone special. Set someone apart from someone else or something else. You might word it in a way of, let's see, should we use Danny? Danny's natural athleticism set her apart from all the other dancers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Set apart. It was standing out. Standing out. He has called us, the church, to stand out. Ephesians 1, verse 4. Ephesians 1, verse 4. Says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy to be set apart and without fault in his eyes. When we step into relationship with God, we are set apart. We do receive his righteousness, don't we? It's a gift. We are instantly righteous because of Jesus' blood. You know, we celebrated that over communion. That was fantastic, Pam. Thank you. Wonderful to keep remembering that, that that is a gift. We are righteous. We are holy because of his gift to us. But the word of God also speaks about that we are to continually become holy, that we are continually to live our lives in a way that will be set apart, not just to receive the gift. Yes, that is good. We need to receive that gift that is a free gift from from God, but we are also to live our lives set apart. 
that is an amazing thing that we can do in response to that beautiful gift. Jesus' prayer for us, John 17, 16 through to 20. John chapter 17, verses 16 to 20. This is Jesus praying for us. He's praying for you. He's praying for me. I love that. He prayed for me before he went to the cross. He prayed for you. This is, it says this. They do not be- belong to this world more than I do. You do not belong to this world more than Jesus does. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. Do you believe in him? He's praying for you right there. Isn't that great? But he says, make them holy by your truth. And I was just talking with Wendy beforehand about the power of the word. You know, Jesus said to to Father God, make us holy by his truth. The importance of reading his truth, reading his word, knowing his word, because that's one way of that we can continually be made holy. Jesus appeared to Saul on the road to, to Damascus. It's in Acts 26, verses 17 to 18. Acts 26, 17 to 18. Jesus says to Saul, he says, Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. We are set apart by putting our faith in him. And I think that's quite interesting there too, the way Jesus says to Saul, you know, you know he was blinded when, when he was encountered, like um, encountered by Jesus. He's, here he is blind and, and Jesus is saying to him, so they may turn from darkness to light. He caused blindness for Saul and changed his name to Paul and then he could see. He, he gave him like that experience of what he wanted um, him to actually go and and uh, preach, you had to sort of experience. Yeah. Anyway, I just noticed that. That's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> so, so we are called to be set apart. One Peter one thirteen to sixteen. One Peter one thirteen to sixteen. So prepare your minds for action, and exercise self control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say... You must be holy because I am holy. We're becoming more and more like our Father. He is holy, therefore we must be holy. 
set, prepare your minds for action, exercise self-control. That's a church rising up. That's a church being set apart, standing out. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 and 4. How are we going, Linda? Oh, isn't she amazing? 1 Thessalonians, try that again, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 1 to 4. Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. So you already live live this way. But we encourage you to do so even more. Why? Because we're called to be set apart. For you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. And then verses 7 to 10. God has called us to live holy lives not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. He has called us to live holy lives set apart. But we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other, for God himself has taught you to love one another. Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Macedonia. Or maybe, you indeed, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Hamilton, throughout Activate. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. Even more. He wants us to stand out. It's like, come on, come on. Even so, you're already doing it. But come on, I urge you to do so even more. If we're going to be that city on a hilltop that shines so brightly, that blinds the work of the enemy, we need to be set apart. We need to stand out. We read in Romans 5 that we have been given right standing with God. As I talked about before, we are made righteous. We are justified, just as if I had never sinned. We are made holy in that sense. But then in Romans 6, verses 1 and 2, Romans 6, verses 1 and 2, it says this. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? And then in verse 13 from the same chapter, Romans 6, verse 13. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. Is that right? Have I got it? Oh, yeah. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Give ourselves completely to him. Set apart him. Verse 22 from Romans 6. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. 
Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Are you keeping up? There's quite a few scriptures today. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Because, because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. That's not afraid of God. That's a reverence, a reverence, a holy respect, a holy awe of him. So let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. It's, it's pretty obvious here, isn't it? It's not just a, the gift that we receive and, oh, she'll be right, mate, and we just carry on. But it's like, come on, we need to work. We need to work towards complete holiness. We need to actually make a, a uh, choice to be able to say, I am set apart. I'm, I'm not going to do those things that my mates are doing, you know, along there. I'm not going to join in with that, with that conversation at work. Or maybe I will actually, and maybe I'll, I'll encourage them to be able to uh, lift some people up rather than... Rather than um, talk about somebody behind their back. Maybe I, you know, I'm going to stand out. I'm going to be different from the people around about me. Complete work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Colossians chapter 3 verses 2 to 14. Colossians 3, 2 to 14. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater. That's a bit of a... Challenging one, isn't it? <laughs> Worshipping the things of this world. Because of these, thing, these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you've stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature. Be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. 
There's a lot of stuff in there, isn't there? A lot of encouragement, challenge to say, come on, be set apart, be holy, kick that stuff out, clothe ourselves with love. And I know that we can sit there and the enemy can have a field day and go, see, you're no good. Come on, you know, you just lost your temper yesterday with, you know, so-and-so and da-da-da-da. But Jesus died to be able to say, you know, we just sang about before, his mercies are new every single morning. He gives us righteousness. We can say thank you, God. We can say sorry. Sorry for the things I have done. Sorry that I mucked it up there. I thank you. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you that every single day your mercies are new and I can stand totally blameless totally blameless. Don't let the enemy rob you of the joy of standing blameless before him. But we are to encourage each other to continue on and be set apart. Come on, come on, let's step it up. Let's kick those things out. Let's be set apart. He wants us to stand out, to stand out from the people around us that may have those sort of things going on in their lives every single day. They'll go, how? How is it that you do that? Or how is it that you can be so encouraging when all the, everybody else I ha- hang out with is, is always, you know, backbiting or whatever it is? How is it that you do that? Man, I love that about you. I love it. Where to, be stand, where to stand out? Where to be set apart? Called to live different from the ways, the thoughts, and the attitudes of the world. In Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, God says, My ways are higher than your ways. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. You know, we read before, Jesus says, I give my life as a holy sacrifice. Then he calls us, you know, it's like wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. We're to give our lives, be a living and holy sacrifice just as Jesus was and is, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Keep in the word. Keep in the word. Let him transform us into a new person. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. God's calling his church to be set apart. I think of that song, the the line, I I give my whole life to honor this love. It's an attitude of being set apart. I give my whole life, my whole life, No longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. Right now, the world is straying further and further from the ways, the values, the morals of our Heavenly Father. 
that is an incredible opportunity for us, the church, to stand out, to stand out from the crowd, to be the city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And, and as I said before, prophetically, I feel that God is calling, he is beckoning, he is urging his church to set ourselves apart for him and his purposes, to remain in him, as Sheridan has been speaking about in John 15, remaining in him, spending time with him, breathing in like we did before, breathing in, receiving his strength for every day, allowing him to help us to stand out, to shine brightly wherever we are in our workplaces, in our places of study, in our neighbourhoods, in the supermarket, wherever we are, to stand out. People are going to a lost eternity and they need us to step it up. They need us to be effective, not half lit, not lit and then, you know, put the, what was it, the basket over the lamp? You don't light, light and then put a basket over a lamp. No, we need to stand out, be set apart shining brightly. Church, we are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. We are a threat because where there is light, there cannot be darkness. There cannot be darkness. The enemy does not want this. He does not want it. He does not want the church to be set apart. He does not want the church to step it up. He does not want us to be seen. He wants us hidden. He wants that basket over the lamp. He wants the light hidden. He knows. I think sometimes he knows better than us the power that lives in us. You know, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. The power of the word for our lives. I th- I I reckon the enemy knows that better than us. You know, we talked about busyness. He loves it if he can just keep us busy. Just keep us busy. Maybe a little bit half lit. He loves that because he knows we are a threat to him. As we live our lives set apart, holy, we will stand out. We will step out with boldness, authority, power, It's a natural, it's a given when we're walking with him. Set apart for him and his purposes. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We cannot let the world define us. We need to be defined by him. Made into his likeness. Made into his lightness. His likeness and his lightness. Transferred, he's transferred us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Colossians 1.13. We're not to be conformed to this world. We are to be different, be different, set apart, a new set of values and morals. His set of values and morals. We are a city on a a hilltop. We are salt and light the light of the world. He calls us his bride. We're his bride. A bride is always beautiful, eh? You know, you always go, oh, she's stunning. Beautiful. That's what he calls us. And he says, come on, bride. Come on, bride. 
I want you to stand out. He's coming back for a bride without blemishes. I feel to encourage us this morning not to settle, to be Kiwi, or whatever you may call yourself. Don't settle for that. We are not of this world. Our home is in heavenly places. We are a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are a son. Okay, some of you aren't daughters. We're a son of the King of Kings and the Lord of the Lords. Don't settle to be Kiwi or average bloke or average girl. Our new normal is supernatural royalty. Holy because he is holy. We are to speak and atmospheres will be shifted. We are to pray and the heavenlies respond. Darkness flees where I go. I declare that in Jesus' name. Darkness flees where I go, where I speak, where I pray. Darkness flees. I carry supernatural peace, joy, hope, love. I carry the kingdom of God. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 and 10 again. We encourage you to do so even more. Step it up, church. Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers. We urge you to love them even more. Step it up, church. Set apart. A few questions as we finish. Why settle for a give-only-what-I-have-to attitude when God is asking for more? Or a mathematics term, Pastor Ray. Why live to the lowest common denominator when I'm called to live holy for the King of Kings? Where to take up our cross daily, not take up as many rights as I can daily. Is my life like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden? Is my life? How am I different to my friends? my workmates, who aren't in relationship with, with Jesus. 